Good morning, everyone. Welcome to everybody that's here in person and everybody watching online. We are so glad that you are with us. <clears throat> Wanted to let you know that this Wednesday night, we have no youth and kids activities and also no Bible studies because you are going to be getting ready for Thanksgiving. Um, Wednesday, December 2nd, Harriet Murray's Journey Group is back. If you have not joined that, she has a new uh, Bible study going on uh, in person on Wednesday nights, and it is great. Pastor Sam is going to have a Bible study here. It's an Adam Hamilton Bible study uh, for Advent. It's going to be right here in the sanctuary on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. And here's the cool... December 2nd, yeah. That's, that's not this Wednesday because we're not going to have it. But the Wednesday after that, Pastor Sam's going to be right here. And the cool thing is, if you can't come in person, you can still watch it online. It's going to be great. Um, and also December 2nd, the youth and kids activities will be back as well. And they're having so much fun right now. Um, December the 5th, this is exciting, isn't it, Catherine? The children's ministry is uh, renting out the movie theater over here in Gadsden. And uh, it's rented out so the kids and families will be able to spread out and have their own space. And it's just us watching the Polar Express. It's going to be pretty great. Um, and also, this is the last announcement. We want to let everybody know that our Thanksgiving bags were a great success. They were overflowing in the hallway of the church. And the Salvation Army was so impressed with how many bags are here at the church. So thank you so much for helping so many families have a great Thanksgiving. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful we are able to worship together today. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. the day that you have made whatever comes I won't complain for all my hope is in your name and now your joy awaits my brains give thanks for all you have done and I will sing your mercy
things we want to announce today is uh, all about counting our blessings that's kind of the theme for today is a great thing for um, for Thanksgiving to count your blessings and we've been um, all this month talking about counting your blessings and and asking people to give our give thank offerings and to to give their generosity cards back for uh, so that we can plan for 2021 and the leader of our generosity team is Jay Hedgepeth, and he is going to announce where we are. We're like counting our blessings this morning. Jay, what you got? Thank you, Sam. Uh, just to recap, uh, from the 2019, I guess for the 2020 year, we had a great uh, generosity campaign. We had 88 cards turned in, which was a significant increase over the, the previous years and over $300,000 in pledges were turned in. To date, we have 47 cards that have been turned in. So I think amid all the quarantine, that is a fantastic thing. So we're over halfway with as far as where we were last year. And total of $187,500 have been pledged so far. So halfway through the cards and about halfway to where we were, maybe a little bit over on both. So a word of encouragement to all of you who are out there uh, great job if you have already turned your cards in thank you if you haven't it is not too late we will always take the cards but we would like to have those in by the end of this month or right at the beginning of December so we can uh, be prepared to budget for the 2021 year so thank you so much Sam. all right we are grateful and we are thankful we're thankful for your support we uh, we want you to know that we pray for you here 
we have uh, a way that you can send prayer requests to us. You can send them to our email, fumc at fumcgadsden.org, or you can uh, put them in the comments on our Facebook Live, and, and we'll, we'll find a way to get them to our prayer team. We have an active prayer team. It doesn't gather in person, but, uh, but you know, prayers go long distance, and, and God knows what's on our hearts. Uh, will you join me now as we say a prayer together? Heavenly Father, we are thankful, and we do count our blessings today. And one of our blessings is, is this church. To be a part of this church family is a blessing. To be able to, to serve here, Lord, I count as a blessing. I'm thankful for everybody who supports this church with their prayers and their presence and their gifts and their service and their witness. God, is an awesome thing. And Lord, it, you've brought us through so much. And we thank you. Um, this is a Thanksgiving season that may be a little bit different for family gatherings, but we're still thankful, God, because you're faithful and you're going to get us through. You're going to get us through, Lord. We trust you. And Lord, as we give to you tithes and offerings, as we give to you our hearts today, we pray that you would receive it as we offer it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
hope you are counting every blessing today. It is a blessing to get to worship here. It's a blessing to get to hear this praise band. They always do a great job. We never take them for granted, and uh, we're thankful for them. So Psalm 103 is our scripture for today. We're um, continuing our theme with a thankful heart. And I can't believe it's almost Thanksgiving, and I can't believe that uh, it's, it's almost time for Advent. Uh, my, I don't know about you, but my heart is ready for Thanksgiving, and my heart's ready for, for Advent. And uh, this, this season is going to be, uh, be healing for, for us in a lot of ways. And so, anyway, uh, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, will be the scripture today. And join me as we read together God's Word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This year I was asked to serve on a committee for the North Alabama Conference. It's an honor uh, to be asked to serve on a conference board, really, and it's a responsibility um, to, to kind of do your part, right? And if somebody asks you to help, uh, you have uh, responsibilities that go along with, with the privileges that you have. And that's kind of one of my, my core beliefs, that, that to whom much is given, much will be required. And so I was asked to serve on this, this conference board. Now, what conference board do you think they asked me to serve on? So I don't know about you, Pastor Andy, but I would like to be asked to serve on the conference board of food and fun. If they had one of those, sign me up for that or the conference board of music and naps or, uh, or one of the, something fun like that but they asked me to serve on the conference board of pensions and health insurance benefits i know right uh, and we had our first meeting this last thursday which was my birthday by the way we had a three-hour zoom meeting on my birthday uh, and th- that was my start to this, this conference board. Uh, let me show you what the agenda was for this Zoom meeting. That's it. I mean, I, this is not a prop. This is literally what we had to go over. This, if you can't see this, is about an inch thick of, of stuff to go over. Numbers and lines and spreadsheets and everything. And I looked at that and I thought, I am so thankful. I know. I really am. I really am. Because honestly, I remember what it's like to not have any benefits to be thankful for. Do you remember the first job you ever had that had benefits? And how good that made you feel? That, oh, you mean I get paid for doing this? And I get health insurance and dental. And, you know, if, you, if you're blessed enough to have benefits and retirement and some of you have stock options and cool stuff like that, it is a blessing. It really, really is. 
And, and so I thought, if I, if I didn't have this, if we didn't have something to go over, it would mean that I didn't have benefits to begin with. And I'm thankful for the benefits. I'm thankful. And I'm also thankful for even greater benefits that I did. You know that you have even greater benefits than, than insurance and pensions and stock options and, and maternity leave. Did you know you have greater benefits than that? The psalmist David knew that. And he was reminding himself. Listen to verse 2 again. And you probably heard this verse before. You might have even sung it in a song. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Don't forget. David is just talking to himself here. He's reminding himself. He's really telling the world about the goodness of God. But he starts with reminding himself. I like the way the New Living Translation puts this. It says, praise the Lord, I tell myself. Praise the Lord, I tell myself. Praise the Lord and do not forget all the good things he does for me. Okay, so let's stop right here and remind ourselves of who's talking here. This is David that's talking here, and he's praising the Lord. And you say, well, great, that's King David, and it's good to be king. And so no wonder he's praising the Lord. But remember that things didn't always go smoothly for King David. As a matter of fact, he literally came out of the fields. He was keeping watch over the sheep. He was just a, a, a scrawny kid, and he came out of the, uh, the fields watching over the sheep. And the prophet Samuel said, this is the one, and anointed him king. And he must have felt kind of like I felt when they asked me to serve on a conference board of pension and health benefits. Like, are you sure you got the right guy? But from the time that he was just a young man, a shepherd boy, he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. And it was apparent that God's hand was on him and that God's was with him. Uh, you remember when he faced Goliath down in that valley and he killed that giant with a, with a slingshot and a rock? And everybody rejoiced because they knew that we finally had a champion in Israel. And, but then... King Saul, the guy that was currently king, became very, very jealous and started to hate him and literally tried to kill him. So David, this young man, through no fault of his own actually because God picked him, and now he has the king and the king's armies pursuing him, trying to kill him. And for eight years, from the time he's about 22 to the time he's about 30, David has to run for his life and hide out in caves, and he probably eats bugs. I'm just, I'm just imagining what it was like for him to be going through that and suffering all that, and it wasn't because he did anything wrong. It was because somebody was trying to kill him. So through this time, David wrote lots of stuff, um, but he's, he's just going through some very dark times, and... Um, He's not ready to write Psalm 103 just yet. He, he eventually does become king because Saul gets killed and, and he is, is exalted as king. And everything that David does turns out great. Every time David goes off into battle, he wins. Everybody loves David. It's, it's wonderful. And David is everything's going great for David. And then 
he sees Bathsheba. He sees Bathsheba taking a bath on the roof and he decides that he is king and he wants her and he takes her into his own house and even though she's another man's husband, he takes her and she becomes pregnant. He gets her pregnant and David thinks, no problem, I'll just cover everything up. Nobody will know the difference. So he calls Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, who is one of David's faithful soldiers. He calls him in from the front line of the battle and says, I, I need you to come in. I need to meet with you. And he thinks when he comes back in that he's going to go in and, and sleep in his own home and sleep with his own wife. And then, then they could say that the baby is her husband's. That's what he thinks. I know this sounds like a soap opera, but it's, it's in the Bible. But that was plan A, and plan A didn't work out because Uriah had so much integrity and so much uh, character that he said, I can't go in my own house and sleep in my own bed with my own wife while all my friends and all my fellow soldiers are out there sleeping in the fields fighting a battle. I'm not going to do that. So he slept outside. And so David had to go to plan B, and I want to tell you what, plan B was pretty rotten. It was pretty rotten what David did. He told the, the military leaders to put Uriah up in the front line of the, where the heat of the battle was and then to have the armies withdraw back. And Uriah was killed. So David had him killed. And David was thinking, okay, he's out of the way now. Now I can take Bathsheba to be my wife because she's a widow everything's cool but you know what we've learned over the years haven't we we've learned by reading scripture haven't we you can't hide from God you can't hide you can't cover things up and hide from God and so the prophet Nathan comes to David and confronts him about what he has done and Nathan is right on target and David knows it and David repents and he really does repent read Psalm 51 one time sometime and, and you'll see that David really does repent he is very very sorry and and he asked God to create in him a clean heart and God forgives him but David still has to deal with the consequences he has to suffer he has to go through the consequences of his actions and God tells him, because you had Uriah killed with the sword, the sword will never depart from your house, and the sword will always be a part of your dynasty. And it was. His own son, Absalom, his own son, Absalom, tried to lead an army to overthrow him. And he died tragically, and David grieved over his son. And then another one of his sons tried to ascend to the throne when it was when it was clear that Solomon was supposed to be the one. And Solomon had to have his own brother executed. And so there was always bloodshed. There was always heartache because of the consequences of what David did. He could feel the weight of his iniquity. He knew what it was like to be in the pits. He could feel uh, what it was like to be so sick that he thought he was going to die. And he knew what it was like to need God's mercy. Now, now he's ready to write Psalm 103. Uh, so now he, he sees what God has done for him. And he knows that he's been rescued and delivered. 
But if he had not gone through the dark times, I don't really fully think he would have appreciated what God did for him in the good times. You see, the hard times make us really count our blessings. Really, if you think about it, the hard times make us more thankful for what God has done for us, more thankful for our benefits. Here we have six special benefits and special blessings from the Lord's hand that David gives thanks for. And I think we should give thanks for too because we are going to thank God along with David here. He thanks God for, the first of all, for forgiveness. He says, you've forgiven me all my iniquities in verse 3. He pardons David. He pardons him. Listen to what he says in verses 11 through 14. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows we are made and he remembers that we are dust. God knows how fragile we are. God knows because God made us and God knows that we need forgiveness and God gives us forgiveness. That is such a blessing to count. The second blessing is healing. Uh, David said the Lord heals all of our diseases. And you say, well, wait a minute. I, I, I pray for my friend and my friend didn't get well. The Lord doesn't heal all of our diseases. You know, and we know that there are some people that have received miraculous healings. We know God can heal anything that God wants to heal, but God is not obligated to do that just because we pray for it. And until Jesus comes again, until we have our glorified bodies, we live in bodies that are subject to getting older. They're subject to getting sick. They're subject to breaking down and to weakness. And that's all of us, right? So God sometimes uses uh, miraculous means, means that we can't even describe, means that, that even confuse the doctors to bring us healing. God sometimes uses doctors and medicine and therapy to, to bring healing. Uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, we all have to wait till we get to heaven before our healing's complete because our bodies are not meant to last forever. At the end of the day, though, also, all healing comes from God, and it's something to be thankful for. We, we give thanks for redemption. That's what David said. He said in verse 4, The Lord redeems my life from the pit. You know, redemption was always a part of Israel's story, wasn't it? They always went back and remembered those years of captivity in Egypt and how God redeemed them and set them free from bondage and led them out of captivity and led them through the Red Sea, uh, through the waters of the Red Sea. And this sustained them every day by giving them manna from heaven and water from the rock and, and all along their journey, keeping them safe into the promised land. So it's important to remember that God redeems them and that's part of their story but it's part of our story too you see we have been set free and we have passed through the waters of baptism and we have been sustained every day of our journey as we pray in the Lord's Prayer give us this day our daily bread 
God has given us what we needed each step of the way. We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Count that benefit. Be thankful. The fourth one is love. David said, the Lord crowns me with steadfast love and mercy in verse 4. David knows something about being crowned, doesn't he? Because he was king. And he knew the, I guess, the heaviness of that crown and the responsibility. But he said, no crown that you can get on this earth compares to the crown of loving kindness and compassion that God gives by, by giving us God's very self because loving kindness and tender mercy and compassion are attributes of God and when God crowns us with that then we are crowned with God himself the Lord is merciful and gracious David says in one, Psalm 103 8 so his steadfast love and his mercy are from everlasting to everlasting and he crowns us with his very self Number five is satisfaction. The Lord satisfies us as long as we live, David said in verse five. You know, if, if we count our blessings and we know that God has forgiven us and we know that healing and redemption and loving kindness, all of that comes from God. If we're that kind of person, then we can have soul satisfaction and joy of the good things of life no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. And the flip side of that is also true. If we only count our problems instead of our blessings, and y'all know what I'm talking about, if we only count our problems instead of our blessings, then we'll never be satisfied. We'll never be satisfied no matter how much beauty, no matter how much goodness, no matter how much blessing is around us, none of that will satisfy us if we only count our problems and not our blessings. And you know what, that's no way to live. That's no way to live. Speaking of counting blessings, um, I'm gonna do a little pause in the, the sermon before I finish this sermon, and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna show a little video right now about counting our blessings. Enjoy um, our, some of our, our most special church members talking about counting our blessings. This year I'm thankful for my family and spend time at Christmas with them. Hello, I'm Noah, and I'm thankful for everyone and everything in the world. I'm thankful for my mom, my dad, my sissy, my nana, my yarn, and, and, Nanny and my dog for for my mom and dad when my mom calls out. I'm thankful for my teacher. I'm thankful for my mom. And I help her so fast. Thank you, sweetheart. Carter, what are you thankful for? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Okay. Okay. What else? What else? Jake. Jake. What are you thankful for, what are you thankful for, buddy? For the, for the, for the sun and make my feel better and make daddy and so get better and make, make. I'm thankful for my friends and family. 
I'm thankful for my I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for I'm thankful for I'm thankful I'm thankful for family and school and school. I'm thankful for fuzzy socks. Fuzzy socks. I'm thankful for Isaac and Caffeine. I'm thankful for my friends, my family, and Monster Energy Drink. I'm thankful for my friends and family. I always smile. I'm thankful for my family and my family. Thankful to be born in the USA and get to live here. I'm thankful for musical theater. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. The animals, and I'm thankful for the Lord, and I'm thankful for the workers that keep us safe. Thank you for my friends, family, and church, and the love of God. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, does that not make you thankful and, and want to count your blessings? Um, if that doesn't do it, I don't know what, it, what will. Um, the last thing that, uh, that David reminds us to, to count as our benefit is renewal. And I don't know about you, but um, I, I, I'm ready to experience that today. It's been, a, it's been a rough year. But here's what David said in verse 5. He said, the Lord renews your youth like an eagle's. Um, on a Thursday uh, in 1870, um, a preacher by the name of Charles Spurgeon preached a sermon on Psalm 103.5, and he, he said this. I just want to read a little bit of this. He said, Every Christian has need that his soul should be restored, should be refreshed, reinvigorated, and newly quickened. I think we could use a little bit of renewal, and that's what, uh, that's what David is talking about here. He said, You're, God restores us and renews us like the eagle. There's a, a molting process that eagles go through, and I, I haven't seen it in person. I've seen videos of it, and in, it, it, it's really kind of depressing to start with because the eagles start to lose some of their feathers and their, their beaks and their talons start to go through, through changes and they start to literally just lose their strength and they have to walk around on the ground because they lose the strength to even fly anymore. And they walk around on the ground in, in the valley. They'll cluster together in groups of four and five when they're going through this. And, and I, I've heard that it's just really kind of pathetic to, to see them walking around in the valley on the ground and, and they start to lose their vision, their, their eyes start to cloud over. And if they don't get renewal, if they don't get some help and renewal, then they end up dying. But here's what happens during the process of this. They hear as they're walking around in the valley like a bunch of, of turkeys, they hear uh, the call, the screaming call of eagles circling overhead. And these aren't the young eagles that are calling. These are the more experienced eagles who have been through the molting process before and they know what's going on. And they know that these eagles are too weak and they can't fly and they can't hunt. So they get meat from the hunt and they drop it down in the valley for these eagles that are walking around going through the molting process and they sustain them 
until the new feathers start to come in and until this molting process is complete they're sustained by the encouragement of the other eagles who have been through the molting process and and eventually you see these eagles um, once they go through this they have renewed feathers they have renewed strength and it's almost like they're young again it's almost like they're young again one of my favorite verses is Isaiah 40 31 that says but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint listen I I know it's been a rough year for 2020 and I know that sometimes you're thinking well we're coming up on Thanksgiving here and I'm not sure how thankful I feel but We've all been affected. We're, we're being honest here. It's been tough. But in times like this, I think more than ever, we need to talk to ourselves. We need to have a little conversation with ourselves like David did and just remind ourselves it's time to count our blessings. It's time to count our benefits, right? Our benefits. I know it's hard but all of us can say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. I know it's been rough, but all of us can say, I'm not going to forget your benefits, Lord. I'm not going to forget your benefits because they're right there in front of me to count. Forgiveness, healing, redemption, love, satisfaction, and renewal. Let's count our blessings. Because I think that's the key to revival. I really, really do. Let's pray. Lord, you've been good to us. At the bottom line, that's, that's about all we can say, God, is that you've been so good to us. And we are thankful, Lord. We know that we wouldn't be this far if you hadn't helped us get through. We've still got a ways to go. We've still got, uh, got mountains to climb, but you've been so good to us. You've given us forgiveness. You've given us healing. You've given us redemption and love and satisfaction. And you will renew us, Lord. I know you will. You'll renew our strength like the eagles. We're thankful, Lord. Help us to always be in Jesus' name. Amen.
as a benediction uh, to you, the one that Praise Band just sang for us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>